welcome back to HFC. Um, in case you didn't read this title, the title for this week, we're covering what is truth. Before we get too heavily into discussing truth and what it means and um, all of that, let's first uh, go ahead and read the verse that is the focus for this week. And that verse is John eighteen thirty eight. It says, What is truth? retorted Pilate. With this he went out again to the Jews, gathered there, and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. Um, now that we read it kind of without context, let's talk about what's happening here. This is when basically Jesus is before Pontius Pilate and the angry Jews, and he's trying to exonerate Jesus, saying there's literally no reason to hang, to crucify this man. He's done nothing wrong. And he asks Jesus, he says, who are you that they want to crucify you? What have you done that they want to crucify you? And all Jesus says is, sorry, let's just, let me just read it in context. <clears throat> so we're starting at John, John 18, 33. It says, then Pilate went back into the headquarters, summoned Jesus and said to him, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus, ans Jesus answered, are you asking this on your own or have others told you about me? I'm not a Jew, am I? Pilate replied. Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus replied, My kingdom is not of this world, said Jesus. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I wouldn't be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. You are a king then, Pilate asked. You say that I am a king, Jesus replied. I was born for this and I have come into the world for this to testify to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice, uh, Pilate says. What is truth, said Pilate. After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no grounds for charging him. What's ironic is, if you do any kind of research, you realize that Pontius Pilate was the person who was supposed to determine the truth of the matter. He was supposed to decide whether or not a person deserved uh, crucif crucifixion. And so he was in the process of trying to determine the truth of whether or not Jesus was, you know, if he was right in saying that Jesus needed to be crucified. He was trying to determine the truth of the matter. So what's ironic is he's speaking to literally truth incarnate. He is speaking to the only person who knows the full truth and all of the truth. And he doesn't even wait for him to give a reply. What I'm talking about is that part where he asks, what is truth, said Pilate. He asks it as a question, but I think it's important that it that it doesn't say, say asked Pilate, because it previously said, you are a king then, Pilate asked. Instead, it says, what is truth, said Pilate. Right, and then immediately after ask, or sorry, saying this, Pilate turns back to the crowd and decides that, you know, he's just going to go ahead and turn back to the crowd and tell them his truth. And Pilate's truth is he found no grounds for charging him. Um, I think it was important that we see what is truth said Pilate and not ask Pilate because it just goes to show that Pilate, Pilate asked Jesus a question but had no intention of waiting or listening for response. What I want to focus on is the fact that sometimes we have this bad habit of asking God a question and instead of waiting for an answer, we kind of choose our own answer. 
or we openly ignore it, or we turn to the quote-unquote crowd in our lives um, and go by them to help us uh, understand what's happening, right? We might ask God for help for a situation, and, instead, and or we might ask God to explain something that's going on, but rather than wait on God for an answer, we kind of come up with an answer on our own, or we begin to figure things out on our own. So what I feel like happens a lot of time is, I feel like it's important to ask ourselves, are you truly trying to understand? Are you truly asking God for wisdom and understanding? Or are you just asking so that you can say that you tried and from then on move on your own because you want to depend on your own understanding and whatnot? There's actually a verse that talks against this, against um, asking for the truth and um, believing that you'll receive it. Because a lot of times I feel like people will ask the truth and they'll end up not waiting because they think God's not going to give it to them. But literally, if you believe that God's not going to give it to you, you're already failing because Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in pr- prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So if you begin to believe that God is going to give you that truth and that he has given you that truth in the form of the Bible, then you have received it. But if you are already asking, believing that it's not going to happen, or you're asking just to ask because you want to you know, figure out the truth on your own and lean on your own understanding, then you've, it's, you're not going to get the truth. You're not going to get your answer. So not only does the Bible say to, you know, believe that you are going to receive the truth and you will receive the truth, and not only does it say that the word is the truth, even if we go into definitions of truth in the dictionary, it's easy to see that the truth that we, that the truth we give, our, give ourselves is actually a false truth. So the two definitions that, um, we're given for truth in the dictionary are <clears throat> first one is that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. And the second one is a fact or belief that is accepted as true. So when I was breaking down these definitions, the first thing that stood out to me was that which is in, with true or in accordance with fact or reality. Um, the first thing that I started to look at was, okay, well, an accordance means something that conforms to or is in agreement with. So the truth, in this case, the first definition would mean truth that agrees with or goes with reality. So then I'm like, okay, if this truth goes with or agrees with reality, my first question is, okay, what is reality? And that's such like a mind-numbing question. Like, <laughs> I'm going to try to keep it simple because we don't have to know the entire, like understand what reality is. We're not going to go into like existentialism and whatnot. We're just going to talk about simply what is reality. So I looked it up and it says reality is a sum or aggregate, which also just means sum of all that is real or existent within a system. So let's go back to discussing that first definition of truth. So the first definition of truth says that which is true or in accordance with fact or reality. So how could we possibly think well, stay with me here. I'm going to try to make this as clear. And I hope my mind's not going anywhere. But how could we possibly think we know this kind of truth if we don't know what reality is? If we don't know the whole of reality? Because reality says reality is the sum of all that is real or existent within a system. Right? And that right away tells me that we don't know that kind of truth because that kind of truth would require us to be um, knowledgeable of everything that we're to exist in our system, not just Earth, not just our solar system, but in the entirety of the universe. And we're still understanding things. We're still learning things. So how could we possibly say that we know that kind of truth? I mean, for 
years, people thought the Earth was flat. For years, we thought the sun revolved around us. For years, we thought that, you know, Pluto was a planet. And it's, we're constantly developing our knowledge. So how could we possibly ever say that we have that kind of truth? And in reality, we don't. So the only kind of truth we have is a second definition of truth, which is a fact or belief that is accepted as true. And I don't know about you, but a a truth that is accepted, meaning we're like, oh yeah, I can believe that, doesn't sound as truthful as a truth that is in accordance with fact or reality. So, you know, that's the thing about us. And I'm, I'm including myself in this. Just like Pilate, we tend to ask what is truth. And before God, you know, the person who knows is omniscient, is aware of everything in the sum of our system, which means he knows reality and he's able to, to confirm whether or not something would be in accordance with reality. Before he can give us an answer, we're already saying, oh, wait, no, I'm going to make sense of this on my own. And we're looking at this at like such a one-dimensional, maybe two-dimensional area where God's looking at this like a five-dimensional over time, over space, seeing everything all at once area. And we're believing that our truth is somehow better than his. So that's that's why I say when we ask God for the truth or to reveal things to us, you know, Lord, help me understand what's happening here. And then we don't wait for him to give us the answer. We're accepting, we're kind of, we're, we're getting a truth. The truth that we accept to be true, though, and not the truth that actually conforms to a reality and the truth that is quite literally unshakable. I don't believe there is any existence of the other kind of truth other than what God has said, because any of the other truths we've been given, I say that with quotation marks, have been given by people who do not know the sum or aggregate of reality. So how could they possibly be telling us the truth? And then, and I know someone's going to be saying, well, okay, I mean, like, obviously some of this stuff is true, but I mean, how do we know it is? Right? You might think we can only live off of oxygen until maybe one day we're, I don't know, in something else. You might think at just everything, when we're accepting it as true, depends on relativity, meaning like what we're comparing it to. And when we can't compare it like God can to the entirety of reality, then we're always going to be changing what we know because it's always, there might always be something new that we're comparing it to, which when we compare it to that new thing, it might not be true, right? Like at one point we thought iron was the strongest metal and then it turned out, you know, we can mix these things and make titanium and steel and all these things. And it's just like our truth is ever expanding because we don't know the sum or the total of reality. So how could we ever depend on ourselves? It's like getting like a a cheap knockoff truth, a, a truth that is true for maybe a second, but isn't true when you take into consideration the sum of reality, as that first definition says. So when you when you think about it like that, it's kind of crazy that we would not wait for God's truth because then what are we doing? It's like we're running blind because we're doing what we accept to be true rather than what is actually true. So sometimes I feel like we ask the right questions and we pray the right prayers, but we don't give God enough time to to kind of give us the best answer. 
Instead, we get impatient and we begin to rely on what we think is true. And that's why we get into dangerous things like we talked about in the previous episodes, deception and doubting, because we're not relying on his understanding. We begin to rely on ours because we've grown impatient, because we want to start making things work now. And that's why I ask, when you seek truth, are you truly asking for God's truth or are you simply asking because you don't want to say, I didn't ask? Like, when we ask like that, I mean, God obviously isn't going to fulfill our answer because when we ask in prayer, we're supposed to believe that it's going to happen. If you're already asking because you just want to ask so that you can say you asked and do your own thing, that's not believing that God's going to answer. If you're believing that God's going to answer and you're believing that God has a truth, then you're going to ask and you're going to wait patiently. Or you're going to ask and then ask again and then ask again and and say, God, I'm waiting for that answer, Lord. I I need your answer. I need your answer. I need your answer. I need your answer. Right? But I feel like so many people, we ask, and then we just, well, whatever, I'm going to go ahead and do my own thing. And we try to do things in our own understanding and our own truth, except that's not true. It's like we're we're dealing with misconceptions, and we're, honestly, we're it's kind of like we have no idea what we're doing because we can't see this amazing truth, right? So when we... When we compare our truth to God's truth, our truth comes out weaker because it's things that we accept to be true, not things that are actually true. Right? Like I said, like there's so many things that we've accepted to be true that ended up not being true later on, all because our truth is relative to what we can see and what we know about. Whereas God knows everything, is omniscient. So that means his truth is never going to change. His truth is true then, true now, and true in the future. So how much more powerful, how much more wise is he because he can compare his truth and assess the credibility of his truth with the sum of reality. That's more of just an argument of why we should stop kind of being so impatient and not focusing on God's truth. Why we should stop seeking answers in our own lives because in all reality, you don't know the truth because you can't see all of these different components, all of these different things. That's why the Bible literally says, lean not on your own understanding, right? There's also some other verses that mention waiting for God to reply to you. Like for example, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 24, I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. We also have Isaiah 30, 18, yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you. Therefore, he will rise up to show you compassion for the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. When we wait for him, when we wait for his truth, and we are willing to be patient for his truth, we are blessed because again, his truth transcends any uh, any truth that we could possibly come up with. Again, because our truth is only relative to what we're aware of while his truth is relative to the sum of reality because he knows reality. He's omniscient, meaning he knows everything. If you leave with nothing, leave with this. This is just a very complicated way of me saying and trying to explain. When you ask God for revelation and wisdom, give him a chance to answer because when you end up rushing and moving on because you're being impatient, you're moving in your understanding you're driving with a blindfold on your face because you can't see every aspect. You can't see every component of what's going on. You're always going to be missing something because you can't see the sum of reality. So your truth will only be relative to whatever moment you're in. What might be true in one second might not be true in the next, right? You might think, oh, 
it's true that I'm safe in my car for one second, and then the next second you're no longer safe in your car, right? I don't know about you, but I want a truth that is true no matter what moment I'm in. So it's important to rely on His truth because His truth is unshakable. His truth comes from a omniscient point of view, meaning He does know the sum of reality. His truth will be truthful forever. It's not just accepted at one moment and possibly not accepted in another. Anyway, just give God a chance to give you His truth because it's worth so much more than our own. Because again, we have such a limited point of view. We can't even see everything in a room at once, let alone everything that's going on at one second at once, let alone everything that's happening in the world throughout the entirety of time, right? In every location, in every place. So our truth is is less than nothing compared to his. As you make your way through this week, the questions that I want you to be focusing on are... Asking God, God, what truth do you have for me? Let me begin to rely on your truths and not on mine, because my truths not nearly worth as, as much as yours. My truths might be true in this moment, but they won't be true in the next. And that leaves me open to deception and doubting. That leaves me open to attacks. That leaves me open to so, so many chances for mistakes, so many chances for accidents, because I'm relying on my truth, which is not nearly as concrete as yours. The other thing I want you to ask yourself and to be wary of is when you ask God for truth or wisdom, are you asking Him because you genuinely seek it? And if not, that's something we should pray about, myself included, because I do it all the time. I ask God for wisdom and understanding, but then I'm like, oh, well, God must want me to do this. Oh, well, God must want me to do that. And then as I start working on my, like through my own understandings and through my own truths. And because of that, I make mistakes. And I obviously can't completely derail God's plan if that's what He has for me, but I, I begin to make things much more difficult than they should have been. So there are a couple of things that I think we should focus on for this week. Let's begin asking God for the patience. Let me be patient for your truth. Lord, because you are my portion, help me to wait for you. Help me to to seek out your truth, dear Lord. Give me your truth that I might be able to navigate this very confusing world. And three, help me to be genuine when I ask for your truth, not just asking so that I can say that I asked and go do my own thing after all. When I ask for your truth, help me to believe that I'm asking for your truth. All right. With that said, those are the three things we're focusing on. Asking God to help us to genuinely ask for His truth. Asking God to give us His truth, because I can never have enough of God's truth. Amen. And <clears throat> believing that God is going to give us that truth. Because Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. He's going to provide that truth if you wholeheartedly believe that He's going to give it to you. And with all that said, like always, let's go ahead and enter our prayer for this week. Dear Lord, thank you for never failing to offer me your truth, wisdom, and understanding. Surely you are the way, the truth, and the life. Forgive me, Father, of my sins. Forgive me for constantly wanting to be in control. Forgive me for my impatience. Forgive me for just going through the motions, for praying for the truth, but never being patient and waiting on your truths. 
Forgive me for asking you questions and then failing to listen. Forgive me for supplementing my own understandings and answers. Forgive me for twisting your revelations to suit my own purpose and plan. Lord, help me to listen, truly listen to what you have to say to me, to truly allow your word to take root, to allow you to have your way with me entirely. Help me to love you as I did at first, to honor your revelations and promises as I did at first. Lord, let me live this new year in the presence of you and your truths. Lord, help me to internalize your truth, for I know that I am sanctified by your word, which is the truth. Help me to accept your truth that I might sanctify myself daily, which will allow you to enter my life and begin to move and bless me eternally, dear Lord. Help me to be anointed by your truth, the truth that I have peace, that you have a purpose and a plan for me, that you have called me by name, that you watch over me, you guide me, that whatever I, I need, all I need to do is be in, a, in accordance with you, dear Lord, and ask and I will receive. I just pray that you continue to speak your truths into my life. Help me to develop a hunger for the word, Lord, that I might begin to internalize more and more truths and continue to combat the deception and doubts that might come into my life. Let me live by your truth, Lord, not by mine. By the truths that are true in accordance with the sum of reality, not the truths that I accept and might change from one moment to the next. In the name of Jesus, amen. As always, if you enjoyed this episode of HFC, make sure to tune in next week for a new episode, um, more verse-inspired prayer and verse-inspired discussion. If you haven't already, check out the HFC Instagram, Hopeful Christian, um, or you'll see posts based on verses that were covered in the episode, as well as just inspiring verses that I came across th- during that day or updates for the um, podcast. Have a God-blessed week and see you again next week, hopefully. Bye.